Part 5, Home. Pat. Danny was a class act the whole time I knew him. It might be the only face I'd ever miss seeing at the 510. People rolling through Vegas all the time. I work on the Strip. The great majority of people at the tables are new faces. So I am used to it. Danny was different. That's definitely true. I don't just see tourists come in and out, but card players do it too. Some come and try to make their way for a few weeks and pack it in when they see how little the game cares about their hopes and dreams. Some stay for months. Others grind for years. Some even do it in cycles, back and forth. Then you have the rare ones that make their lives out here. Not as rare as you think, though. You don't need to be a high roller to support yourself on bright-eyed vacationers. You don't even need to be a savant to support your family with some well-timed bluffs. You just need the work ethic. That, and the stomach. Yeah, as long as there's money in pots, poker players will make their way to Las Vegas. Fate gets to decide how long they stay. Well, they probably call it luck. And the last thing fate or luck is going to give you is a guarantee. Uncle Kit. I got the bed made up just in case. You gotta figure he's not gonna want to go to anyone else. Definitely not Matt. He's too proud to be under his big brother's wing again, at his age. I'm not gonna let him sleep on the street. Especially when I got a whore's room here and it's just me. From what I'm hearing, he's got nothing. No more credit. No junk to pawn. Definitely no cash. He'll hold up here for a while. I'll let him get his rest. He never got enough sleep. They say that gives you dementia. At least, that's what my wife said. Could have hurt his game in the end. I'll tell him not to worry about rent or finding work right away. He can wash the dishes, clean the toilets, or something. The only thing I'll say is that he can't play cards. At least for a little bit. Shouldn't be a problem, because how broke he is, but I'll still set the boundary. Be good for him. Good for me, too. Losing your wife is hard, and it's not something you can understand unless it's happened to you. I saw it. He loved Amy how I loved Melody. It was a little worse for him, though, because they didn't have as much time as we did, and the wound's fresher. Plus, he didn't have any kids. That's the hardest thing. When you have kids, they're there for you in those unfortunate times. Plus, if you're lucky like me, one of them will look just like her. I see my wife every time Big Gary laughs. The smile, left part of his upper lift getting higher than the right. Stace has the same exact curls, too. You'd easily mistake her for Melody from the right angle. Must be even harder when you don't get to see any part of your girl anymore. Plus, I'm old. I know I don't have much of anything left. I'm at the stage where I can just hang out, watch some TV, eat a bunch of junk food, maybe help out a nephew when they're down on their luck. I'm not going to find a new girl. That put me in the grave right away, to be honest. No, I'm on cruise control now, and it's great. Only myself to worry about, really. First time since I was a kid. It's a good feeling. Very freeing. Daddy's not so lucky. As much as he might want to roll over and die, he needs to get a new life. 
He's got too many years left to coast. Yeah, be good for us. Matthew. Of course, Danny taught me how to play. I don't know who taught him. I'm sure everyone wants to take credit for that, though. Maybe not now, but when he was raking it in, I'm sure anyone you asked would say they taught him the ins and outs. I didn't even ask him. I think he was just jonesing to play. I tried to get out of it by saying I didn't even know the rules, and he immediately pulled a deck out of his back pocket and made examples of the hands. We sat for about 15 minutes, just going through deal after deal. Then we played for real. I was terrible, but Danny went easy. The weird thing about poker is that even guys who suck get lucky, and sometimes playing with someone who doesn't know the advanced strategy is harder than playing with a champ. Poker is what they call a battle of the minds, and if one mind is a lot stupider than the other, it can throw the whole game off, sort of even the playing field. I would tell him he could come stay with me, but he won't. He'll only get mad at me for suggesting it. Wonder if he'll want to play when I see him again. It's what we usually do when we talk. I'll try to meet up with him in a week or so, once he's settled. He doesn't keep things from me, so I'll know how he's doing right away. He'll let me know, he just won't let me help him. Where he'll go from here? I don't see him stopping poker. He sounds burnt down on it, sure, but probably just needs some time off. The only way he leaves it is if he just links it with Amy. He'd played his whole life, but the Vegas years with her were really the first and only time he was winning consistently. He went almost a full decade with a positive win rate. Amy magic. It sounds messed up, but I think we all saw this coming. Him going broke almost right away. Guess there's almost no way he can separate poker from Amy. Just like he can't separate Amy from Vegas. I wonder if he can even, like, separate himself from Amy now. Liam. Money comes and it goes. The fact is... We all worry about it way more than we need to. Danny had a good thing going. Everyone would play cards for their keep if they could. Most of us can't, or we don't have the guts for it, so we sell insurance or do our best to serve the world in some other way. I love what I do, but I don't know. If I had the money to do whatever I wanted, I probably would just travel. I'm sure Danny would have done that, too. He could have. The irony is that he hit his stride right when he met the one thing that could keep him locked down. Maybe a little more sweat into his game, and he'd be able to fly out to any tournament in the world and cash. I really believe that. Of course, as we learned, without Amy, he can't beat the fish in the 1-2 game. Weird how that works. I'm telling you, Danny will be fine. 
He's probably getting no sleep right now just thinking about where he'll end up. And that's only because finding the next step is part of the process. Until you find it, all roads just converge into the abyss, looking like they end in the worst way possible. He always found the right way out. This way might be a little different, but he'll figure out how to make it his own. Things come and things go. You appreciate them while they're here, and you try not to leave claw marks on them when it's time for them to leave. Danny. Whenever you realize that nothing you ever did meant anything, you'll probably try to retrace your steps just to make sure. It's a complete waste of time. Go back to childhood, high school, your first apartment, your marriages, maybe your kids. You won't find it anywhere back there. I was just thinking about the first hand of poker I ever played. Then I thought about the first hand of Hold'em, then Omaha, then what was more recently Short Deck. Thought that maybe if I could tap into my mindset back then, I could follow it from there and find something. But there's nothing to find. It doesn't matter what happened that hand or what cards were the first ones dealt to me. It doesn't even matter who I was playing with or who taught me. To be a good poker player, you need to understand some key concepts that have nothing to do with the strategy, math, or even instinctual elements of the game. One of the biggest of these is that each hand is its own entity, separate from the others. You're never due a good hand, or a good flop, or a good river, whatever. This is related to the math, but it's something that takes people a long time to understand. Even the pros get confused and punt buy-ins because they think they've been ice cold for so long, and some magic force is noticed and is ready to move time and space to even the ledger. It fit me perfectly because if you were put on this earth for no real reason, which most of us refuse to believe, you might as well play a game that repeatedly shows you how little you matter. I don't mean that in a depressing, nihilistic way. Not necessarily. It's just the facts. Another reason I love this game. Cards fall. That's it. It's up to you to play them because you'll never, ever, ever have any control. Really think about it. How can you steer something onto the right path when there is no path? I'm at the point where I don't want to do anything else. To be honest, I never want it to work. That's why I put myself through all of this. And that's a big part of why I'm stuck right now. I never really worked. I hustle literally every dollar I ever spent. I have no real employment experience. I have almost no credit. I have not a lot of applicable skills. In terms of a resume, I never existed. Just to show you how random or unfair life is, I really should have been the one to get sick. My mom and Amy died so young and they had way more to give the world. I'm a degen whose luck ran out at 50-something. Why am I still here? Why do I need to suffer more? Oh, that's right. Because nothing makes any sense ever. It's not supposed to. See, even I fall back into the trap of looking for meaning in a game where cards fall, things happen, and we just react the best we can. Not everyone gets the river card they want or need. Happy endings are very rare and... There's nothing you can do to better your chances of getting one.
think I'm going to end up making it to the sign after all. That's funny because that's the famous simple that greets every fish to the city that'll just suck enough of them dry to keep the millions of lights on, but not enough to stop them from coming back, aka the lucky ones. The ones that come here and try to make a living, you can call them the stupid ones. I'm finally going to see that sign in person for the first time, and it's how I'll say goodbye. The sun will rise, and I'll call someone. I might have to borrow a little to get on the bus. I'll sit in the station with whatever I can fit into a bag and wait until it pulls in, then wait to board, then wait as we drive hours down the road, making all the stops that don't apply to me. Eventually, we'll pull up to the station in downtown. I'll get off. Uncle Kit or maybe Liam will be waiting for me. Although, it might just be Matt because that would be the worst. Hopefully, they'll stick to small talk and... Just let me crash when I get to their place. Maybe I won't wake up. But I probably will. Another thing you need to be good at poker is a short-term memory. They say the same thing about quarterbacks. Shake it off. This is a metaphor, of course, because if I had the ability to forget everything that happened in the past 15 years, or even before that, I probably would. Unfortunately... I had to just pretend that none of it happened. I'm not kidding. I've never seen this sign in person. I don't even know which way you'd have to come in to see it. It's like when you tell someone that you've never been to Times Square when you've lived in New York City your whole life. Then you have to explain that stuff's for tourists. These aren't small towns. We've got a lot of other junk going on. I've never been to the Santa Monica Pier either. Weird when tourists know parts of your city better than you, even if that was by design. Start to wonder, what else did I miss in Vegas? And I think if I'll ever come back and round out my experience. Stupid line of thinking again gets me nowhere. I didn't think I'd stay that long when I got here. Don't think I understood time back then. It was just get out of LA and play some cards with a city filled with fish. I didn't even work right away. But then Amy came out of nowhere. Point is, you can't plan for this stuff. No control, remember? I might come back. I might not. I might die in a bus crash tomorrow. You just play it how it falls until you can't play anymore. I think a lot about change and growth. Lots of things change us, and we don't always grow from the things that should make us change. Just like not all change is good. Am I here right now because I refuse to change? Did I skip a stage? Probably skipped a bunch. Amy was literally my first real girlfriend. Just to give you an idea, poker was the first thing I was ever good at. Since most people struggle to find their way and have to go through cycles and trials and errors, I don't imagine the transition will be smooth or easy. I might never get there. I'm statistically over halfway through with my life, which somehow feels too short and too long at the same time. If statistics mean anything, I'll live over twice as many years as Amy did. Two full lifetimes in her case. There's a positive line in there somewhere. Maybe the second lifetime can be something more. Then I get to overthinking and completely shift my head to how stupid it is to think that. How could I find anything more than Amy? Some people don't ever really fall in love and plenty fall in love with horrible people. I found Amy and even though we only had what seemed like no time at all, we still had time. It's over, but it happened. Time eats everything you love. 
but at least it leaves the scraps. She's here, then she's not here. It's confusing, and maybe sometimes we overreact and label that as painful, but at least it's something. When my mom died, I felt similar. Then when Amy left, it was definitely worse, but somehow it wasn't as devastating. Maybe the best thing she ever gave me was what I learned when she left, and that's saying a lot. I learned that maybe life is just cycles, and the endings always suck. The beginnings are awkward, but somewhere in between all of that is the bliss. If you don't pay attention, you'll miss it. We've all missed it plenty. A lot of cycles are ending right now, and it all sucks. It can seem hopeless. It would feel hopeless had I never met Amy or had a different mom. Two things I would never change, even now. Not for all the clay in Vegas. And I wouldn't swap all the hours playing either. I always wanted to count those. It'd be funny just how ridiculous to realize the full years I've spent at those tables. I have a closer idea of the net losses, but that's just sad. Interesting to think about how lost time isn't a big deal, but lost cash is embarrassing. You can go back to the tables and win more cash, but that time is a one-way-only deal. It's all a one-way-only deal. One-way ride to Vegas. One-way bus ticket home. One-way home. With a lot of little loops along the way. That was it, part five, home of other people's money, the season finale of the Matsudenza Myth. Thank you so much for listening, not just to today and not just to this whole five-parter, but the whole season. Had so much fun recording and interacting and getting all you guys' opinions. Thank you so much. Continue to spread the word. There will be another season. I might drop a few stories randomly here and there, too. But thank you once again so much for listening. Be sure to check out my novel if you like my writing. It's called Angie's Move on Amazon right now. Ebook, you can read it immediately. Or paperback if you like the hard copies. Once again, I cannot thank you enough. And I will be back very, very soon. Keep reading. Keep supporting artists. And uh, just keep living your life. Thank you. <laughs>